Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Your Mortgage Process. I, of course, of your host, Greg Wareham. We're shooting on location today. We're at Keller Williams in Homedale, New Jersey, at 960 Homedale Road in Homedale, New Jersey. So we got a fantastic view for you today in the office that we're in. And as good as this view is outside that we have, the view across the table from me is even better. I'm so excited to have today's guest, Barbara Berg. Thank you so much. And I'm so excited to be here, Greg. Uh, it's so great to have you, Barbara. And I know we've spoken a couple of times about doing something together uh, on camera, on video, uh, on the podcast. And uh, this is really exciting for me. So thank you again. And it's, it's, it's exciting for me as well. It's my first podcast. Oh, and the you're going to slay it. <laughs> <laughs> so Barbara, tell us about yourself. Okay. Well, um, I've been in real estate. I started in 1979. I was in sales for eight years, and then I went into management. I was in management for 35 years, and um, after 35 years, I decided it was time to go back into sales, mm -hmm. go back to the grassroots, and share some of the knowledge that I have with others, and also get back into sales. Uh, it's an exciting profession, and I love every minute of it. And getting back into sales is wonderful. That's it's great to have you back on the sales end of it. And when you say 35 years of management, it was in real estate management, building teams. I built teams. I created teams. I had um, probably recruited over 1,000 agents over time and trained them. Wow. Some became managers. Some opened up their own companies. Uh, and it was exciting to watch them grow as well. I've seen every market that there possibly could be. I've seen interest rates at 19%. Mm -hmm. I've seen interest rates at 2.5%. I've seen wraparound mortgages. I've seen markets where you couldn't sell a house. And I've seen markets where you couldn't find a house for a buyer, mm -hmm. where you had multiple contracts. It's nice that we're getting back to a more normal market. Sure. Although there's still a tremendous shortage of homes. You know what? And that's quite the legacy. You got to feel good about that, right? You train, develop a thousand people over the course of time. And yes. so a lot of them are still in the industry. Yes. And you get to know them and see how successful they've become and, and had some impact with that. Absolutely. In fact, one of the fellows that's on the ALC, mm -hmm. uh, Darren Pecorero. Oh, great guy. Was my assistant manager when I was managing. Uh, it's and a, I, I, it's fun to watch the growth in people uh, and it's fun to make it happen. That's fantastic, Barbara. So let's talk a little bit about the market because you've seen all these different markets for, since 1979, since you've been in the industry. What do you think about this one? Where do you think it's going? Um, I think it's normalizing. Mm -hmm. I see houses staying on the market longer. I see more price reductions or price adjustments. I also see more open houses, um, and I see the profession going back to more professionalism. Mm. It was a very, very difficult market where you had 25 and 30 contracts. There was never a market that I've been in where there were more deals that fell through wow. in these past two years. Wow. So it's refreshing to see at least go back to normal. And I think that that's an important component of it because the, the sky's not falling. We're just no. getting back to a normal again. Exactly. The sky was falling two years ago. Uh, what a great perspective on yes. it. Yes. Uh, now the sky is, is 
bringing out some sunshine. Uh, that's great, Barbara. And I know for you, you know, one of the things that we want to talk about today is your expertise in the 55 and older communities. Well, I actually live in one of the act. We call them active adult communities. Okay, thank I you. I'm staying corrected. <laughs> Don't in- look at me like that. <laughs> I live in one of the active adult communities, uh-huh. um, and Mammoth, Ocean, and Middlesex are a plethora of adult communities. Mm-hmm. You've got anywhere from um, mobile home adult communities to million dollar homes in adult communities. Mm-hmm. You've got adult communities that are condominium and you've got adult communities in the same development that are also co-ops. Mm. Uh, you've got adult communities that have full-time nursing staff, mm. which uh, some do, some don't, and it's included in your maintenance. Uh, you have some adult communities that can allow children 19 and up You've got some adult communities in different towns that do not allow adults under 35 unless there is some special situation. Okay. Now let's, I want to break that down just a little bit. So sure. you, can have, you can have condos. <clears throat> excuse me. You can have co-ops. Yes. You can have single families within an adult community. Correct. And all of them have potentially different guidelines, different rules, regulations yes. that they if follow. If somebody is looking into an adult community, first of all, find somebody that specializes in it. Yeah, it's critical. Yes, and uh, take a look at the bylaws. Before you decide where you want to live, uh, see if you can get a hold of the bylaws mm-hmm. and visit the communities, see what their amenities are. Find out what's important to you. Mm -hmm. Um, Very, very critical. Again, you've got single family, townhouse, and co-op. Sure. In them. Yeah, and they all could have, again, they all have different guidelines. To your point, make sure that you get a copy of those guidelines. Yes. So you know, and that's really when we say you, really the real estate agent has to have that for their potential buyer. Yes, the real estate agent should know the age limitations. There is also, in most of the communities they have that are 55 and over, they have a 10% that can be under 55. Okay. Um, What I see happening is you've got one of the spouses or one of the partners is 55. The other may be under 55, and that gets included in that 10%. Mm -hmm. So even though each community has 10% or may have the 10%, they may be utilized by the homeowners that are there already. Mm. And it won't allow two people to be under 55. So so that's a great point. So there is a 10% variance where people under the age of 55 can be there. Yes. But what takes up some of that, if if I wanted to go on 51, so if I want to go, I could buy there potentially if... We were under that 10% threshold, but that threshold also includes people that already live there that could be under the age of 55 Correct. that are a spouse. Okay. You could also buy there. How do you even there. know? How do you figure that out? You have to, you have to know what the communities are. Yeah. There are Monroe, the township does not allow under a certain age, but hmm. there are also certain communities within Monroe that will allow a child that's under 35 or 38. Hmm. Um under that age restriction. Uh, So you really have to know what the communities are and you need to find somebody that's a senior specialist. You know, you bring up a really good point too with the township or you mentioned Monroe as an example. So the township can have their own rules for it and the association can overlay those rules. 
Yeah, I don't even know if it's the association can overlay those rules. Okay. Or um, they just get an exception and... I'm not into politics, so I don't know yeah. how they get their exceptions. So is your experience that it's really the township that's setting the rules for yes. that development? Interesting. Yes. And okay. Monroe, for some reason, does not want children under a certain age there. All right. So kind of to break that down for everybody. So some a developers going in and putting in a 55 or older community. You're getting all this kind of approval from the town. Yeah. And part of that is the town then setting the rules in place as this is getting developed. Correct. So it's not like the association's making these things up all willy-nilly. Right. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's that's interesting. I did there, not know There's that. also, you know, a lot going on in the different communities. Right. You've got some communities that have indoor pools and outdoor pools. Mm -hmm. They have pickleball courts, tennis courts, bocce ball, um, shuffleboard. They've got... Um, community clubhouses that sure. you can play Mahjong Canasta poker or make up your own games. Um, they have activities in the communities. Uh, they have shows in the communities. Right. They have clubs in the communities. Depending on what your needs are, some even have golf courses in the communities. Wow. And there are minimal charges to belong, but um, they're there. Uh, and they have leagues, and just like they have tennis leagues and pickleball leagues. Do you play pickleball? I am going to. I just had a knee replacement, so now I can play pickleball. You're ready? It's go time. My parents, <laughs> my parents just joined a pickleball league. They're in a fifty. They're in a uh, adult living community. And, <laughs> active uh, adults. Active. Uh, <laughs> they're in an active adult community. Good thing I take notes. <laughs> and they just joined a league, so they're yes. really looking forward to it. Yeah, it, I hear it's a great sport. It's a fabulous sport. Um, there was a recently on Channel Two. There was, and I don't remember who hosted it, but there was a pickleball pickleball tournament of actors and actresses. And there are certain rules. They're a little different than tennis. It's a little easier than tennis. But there's still people that are very competitive that wind up falling and hurting themselves. Yeah, they still want to win. People yeah. still want to win. Yeah. It doesn't matter where you live, who you are, <laughs> what the demographic is. You want People want to win. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so now you live in the active adult community right now. What are, yes. the, what are the benefits? Like, why does someone want to go live there? Um, well, uh, I have fabulous neighbors. Yeah. Um, I just ordered a TV. I was in Palm Springs. I ordered a TV that was supposed to be delivered when I returned. Well... Uh, Amazon did a quick job and it came on a Sunday and I called one of my neighbors and they brought it into my garage. That's great. Besides that, you've got people around, you've got activities, you've got somebody taking care of your maintenance on the lawn. And again, depending on the community, mm. will determine who takes care of the maintenance. Sometimes where I live, if you've changed any of the landscaping, you're responsible for the landscaping. They do the mowing. Okay. If you take the builder's landscaping, they maintain that as well. Okay. So again, depending on the development, will determine what there is. Okay. And Snow removal, covered, all of that. They yeah, take that's care of. covered by the um, homeowners association. They take care of snow removal. They take care of um, garbage uh, disposal. Um, they maintain the general. Um, common grounds mm -hmm. as well. Uh, and there are a lot of activities that they do. Sure. They have where I am, they have Grandparents Day where they bring the kids 
Uh, you've got the outdoor pool, the indoor pool. Each community is different as far as who's allowed to come at what time, sure. whether it's guests or children or whatever. And that's, that's made up in the community. Yeah, that's great. You know, I, I know one of the reasons that my family had, had moved in there. It's nice to be around like-minded community, sense of community-oriented yes. uh, oriented place. We're and, all getting old basically at the same time. Right. A bunch of baby boomers that uh, at any different time can forget something. And there's always somebody around to remind you <laughs> what you forgot. All right. Can you get me in the 10% fair? <laughs> I can't remember anything. <laughs> so what are some of the, are there any disadvantages? Uh, there are rules and regulations. Yeah. Uh, I put up a storm door. I needed permission from my neighbors. And hopefully you have nice neighbors that give you permission. Uh, you have to pay a, a nominal fee to get the permit from the association and then uh, you do that. Every mailbox is the same. It's almost like a Steven Spielberg movie uh -huh. where you take a look and all the mailboxes are the same. Um, they have uh, different fundraisers such as breast cancer awareness. Yeah. And that's in October. So you pay $10 for a pink ribbon. It can go up October 1st, has to come down November 1st. Okay. You have to make sure that there's no uh, mildew on your siding. They'll send you a note. You have to make sure that your garbage pail is brought up in a timely manner. Mm -hmm. They'll send you a note. So there, there are some restrictions. Where I am, you're not supposed to be able to put up um, uh, chimes. Okay. Too like noisy wind chimes? Times. Wind chimes, yes. All right. Nick, no wind chimes. No. Can't put them up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, it would, in reference to restrictions, we were talking about this a little bit off of air. I had friends that just moved in to, uh, to, a, to a community, and they have three boys. The youngest boy is 18 years old. They're all in college, but he's under 19, and it became an issue as to how they were going to work through that. And again, that's part of the bylaws. Right. There are uh, some of the bylaws will say that they can't stay more than 30 days. Right. Some, it's more than two weeks. Um, and if you have a neighbor that rats you out, then <laughs> <laughs> your kid has to find someplace else to go. But you need to know what the rules are before you move yeah. in because they can force you out. Yeah, no, and that is the key. It's the education. It's yes. working with the right real estate yeah. agent that understands everything that's going on. Yes. Now, are there any property tax advantages? Uh, I thought so before this, before today, because I know your taxes are pretty high. My taxes are pretty high, um, and we have no children that go to school, so right. we still pay part of the school taxes. Um, we we the taxes can be high. Okay. And depending on the township, um, I sold a client a house in Howell, and his taxes are going to be $20,000. Wow. Yeah. A beautiful place? Beautiful place. Over a million dollars. Okay. All right. Well, that's yeah. what you're going to pay, I guess. <laughs> so, and, but I guess in some of the areas, again, this is why they need some to work with you. Some of the areas could be like yeah. $2,300. Right. Some could be $2,500. And they have the same amenities. They're just older communities. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to make sure that there's enough reserve in the community, right? Uh, you know, in the the financial uh, financials, and usually the title company looks into that. If there are any lawsuits or anything, they look into that as well. So that's checked out before you get to move in. Yeah, that that makes sense. I there mean, are certain communities that have uh, the ability to rent out their units, mm -hmm. 
and uh, if there's a certain amount over, they lose some rights as far as mortgageability. And you yeah, would just know like that condo better. approval. Yeah, no, right. absolutely. Yeah. Where you have to have. You can only have a certain amount of non-owner occupants right. that own the developments. And to your point, reserve requirements. Yes, you need that in those in communities. You need them in regular condo communities as well. There are certain communities that are grandfathered as far as any rentals that are in there, mm -hmm. but will not allow any more rentals. Right. And you generally can't purchase just a rental unit in one of these developments. It's more you could live there for a certain period of time and then rent it out. Is that generally how it works? Well, um, I, not necessarily. Okay. I think it's more in the bylaws. Um you can buy, there are certain communities you can buy just for investment okay. and rent it out immediately. You being 51 can buy an adult community. You okay. just can't live in it. Got it. So you I can could, rent it out. So as an investor, you could I buy could, it for your parents. You know, it seems like it'd be such a great investment. Y yes. Right? Yeah. Because uh, folks that are living there are just more financially responsible too. They're going to pay the rent. Right? 99.9% .9 of the time, yes. Yeah. Every once in a while, you know, somebody sneaks through that's an adult yeah. that isn't very responsible. But 99% of the time, yes. And, and that's, that is really a great yeah. point. Anyone listening out there who's looking at investment opportunities in this market that we're at, that could be a great investment yes. opportunity for people. Just make, they just have to make sure that that community allows... Right. Renters. They need to call you first. Right. So they, <laughs> so they know. I'll let, yes. Now, when you look at the HOA fees, I know that they fluctuate yes. depending on the development that you're purchasing in. But if you're looking for, say, a half a million dollar unit, on average, what do you typically see for homeowners You're looking at anywhere from 380 to 450 Okay. And that basically covers anything except any type of add-ons, having special events, those types of things. Correct. Okay. In fact, where I am in the summer and the spring and the fall, they have Friday with Corey. Corey is a social uh, director. And uh, Friday morning outside the clubhouse, there's coffee and uh, Danish and fruit and fattening things and non-fattening things. But everybody gets together and it gives everybody an opportunity in this music and it gives everybody an opportunity to see one another, yeah. especially after COVID where we were all restricted with everything. Sure. Now, do you find, we were talking a little bit about this before the, the podcast as well, homeowners association buy-ins. Yes. I know on the mortgage end of it, we run into t way too many situations where no one knew or told us up front that there was a homeowners association buy-in to get into it. And we don't find out until the closing, we get everything from the title company. Right. Could you speak a little bit about homeowners association buy-ins and what you say? Uh, they vary in from community to community. Sure. There is usually a first time buy-in uh, besides the uh, fee that you have to pay. Uh, it could be anywhere from 500 to one and a half times the HOA fee or a set amount. So you okay. have to know each community is different. And you need to make sure that you know what that is before so that your people are aware sure. that it's part of their closing costs as well. Yeah, this is where it comes down to working with the right real estate agent again, because you need to know that, right? Yes. If it's another $3,000 at closing for an HOA and buy-in. And it can be. I, sure, you see it. Yeah, yeah. I've even seen higher than that. And to your point, Barbara, I've seen it be $500 or even nothing. 
Yes. Or zero tiered. But you got to know. You got to know what you're getting yeah. into. So the, to that point about the initial buy-in, what you see on the mortgage front is you weren't necessarily expecting someone to bring as much as $3,000-ish to the closing. And it just becomes an overall terrible experience for the buyer. And let's face it, you know, people are buying a home. It's not like everybody's coming in with a ton of money. Right. And every bit counts. So when people weren't informed up front that there was a buy in into this particular association that they're going into, it can really negatively impact them because that three thousand dollars on the high end could have been going towards their moving costs. Sure to painting the, the property and a lot of different things. So it's absolutely critical that you're working with somebody that knows upfront what these buy-ins look like. Excellent, I agree. I just wanna talk a little bit deeper on the HOA fee because people can hear they're 300, they're $500 a month, additional cost, but what do you get for that? Again, let's go a little deeper. Well, uh, again, you get your trash removal where if you're in a, a, a single family house, you pay for. Um, your lawn maintenance, and as we get, as we mature, and we get more experienced in life, uh, or older, um, you better. don't want to take as we get better. Better, <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to take care of your lawn. You don't right. want to waste that time, and you don't necessarily have the energy to do it. Sure, you don't have the energy to do the snow removal, and it becomes a dangerous thing mm -hmm. to be able, you know, to have to shovel snow as you get older. Sure. Um, so it takes care of that. It takes care of uh, different community activities. Where I am, we've got a gym, we've got a pool. So not only do I not have to join a gym, mm. but I've got one right there. Right. And it, I, I take advantage of it. And a lot of people take advantage of it because it's included in their fee. And when you think about like the, if you were to itemize the things that you exactly. get, it's not really like you're paying extra. You're just kind of packaging everything. It, you're pack packaging it differently. Right. Where you can enjoy yourself. Yeah, that's great. It's more like country club living at times. You know, uh, the other thing I see very appealing about the community is if you want to leave, right? Because a lot of people that move in, maybe you had kids, maybe you're now like, you're just, you're there and you're living within this community and you want to leave. I want to close the door and I want to go to Florida. And I'm going to be gone a month. And to have the ability that you know that lawn care is taken care of, snow removal, you get these neighbors that will pick up your mail, deliver your TV for you. I yes. mean, that stuff's really critical. Yes. And there are people in the development. I, I, I would probably say about 40% of the people in my development go away for the winter, whether mm. it's Florida or Arizona, wherever it is, uh, Costa Rica. Um, and there are people in the development for a very small fee that will maintain your house, that will go in, take care of everything, make sure that a uh, hot water heater doesn't leak mm -hmm. or um, smoke alarm isn't going off. So you've got that within the community, which is fabulous. You know, the one word that pops into my head with that? Freedom. Yes. You know, especially we live such busy lives. And to my point about, you know, some people are family people and you're dealing with the kids, you're dealing with life experience, you're dealing with everything. And now you have freedom. Yes. Right? And yes. you don't have to worry about all these things. You have dog walkers. That's great. That's great. Do some, do all of them allow animals? No, not all of them. Okay. Not all of them. And it also depends on the size of the dog and the That's amount great. the amount of pets you have. Yeah, you, you got it. Again, you got to know. Break, not that people don't break rules, but right. you have to know that because if they want, they can enforce the rule. Sure. And then your pet that was like one of your children has to leave or you have to leave. Right. 
Right, and again, critical <laughs> critical to know. Yes. You got to know up front. Yes. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about a billion first dates. <laughs> so this is Greg Wareham, Barbara Berg. We'll be back at you in two minutes. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hey, just wanted to take a minute today to talk about something that's really important, and it's called the Food Warriors Project. And it's a project that supplies food to active military members at McGuire, Fort Dix, and Lakehurst uh, bases. And unfortunately, there's a food shortage for our active military. It's something that tuned about 4,000 pounds of food per week. Now, we recently did a show with Mike Schaefer, who's the chaplain with the American Legion for the state of New Jersey. And he really went into this in a lot of detail. And in honor of Veterans Day and doing the right thing for active military, we're really encouraging people to make a donation to this cause. And we're going to put our money where our mouth is on it. Your mortgage process is going to donate or match your donations up to $2,500. Hopefully we can get $2,500 from everybody out there. I'll match $2,500 so we can raise $5,000 for this cause. You know, as I understood it from Mike, if we can raise $5,000 in money, it feeds these guys for two weeks. So think about the impact that you can have to our active military and their family members. It's important to note that 100% of the money goes to feed our troops. You know, it doesn't go to paying for gas to move the, the food around or anything like that. It goes 100% just to buy the food and everything else is on a uh, donation basis. So please, if you're interested in making a donation, you can make a donation via check to the Military Support Alliance of New Jersey or abbreviate, abbreviated MSA. And that's P.O. Box 5421, Tom's River, New Jersey, 08754. You can also make it via PayPal, and that's the military support alliance.org. You just click on donate, and then you put YMP for your mortgage process hyphen food warriors, and then it'll identify it as a donation that came from our show, and then we know that we can match it. So again, I just appreciate everyone taking the time to even hear me out on this. Very important project. And hey, if you want to hear more about it, check out our episode that we did with uh, Mike Shaper and Charlene Nigel, because they go, to, oh, go into it in a lot more detail. So thanks, everybody. Well, welcome back, everybody, to Your Mortgage Process. Of course, I'm your host, Greg Wareham. We're Bar Barbara Berg here today. Barbara, I want to talk a little bit about A Billion First Dates. I know that's a book that you're working on. Yes, it's a book I'm working on. Um, before I went into real estate, I was a married woman. My husband passed away, and I had to reinvent myself and figure out something to do. Mm -hmm. So I went into real estate. Now I am a 32-year-old single person with two children. Okay. Um, that's a lot. That's a lot. Right. And a job. Actually, right. I had five jobs when I first started real estate. Wow. Uh, so that was a full-time job. But I'm also looking for a companion. Not looking to remarry, just looking for a companion. Mm -hmm. And in my search, in my quest, I probably have gone out with almost a billion men. <laughs> Good <And> for you. <laughs> I have to tell you, they uh, have been fun. They have been educational. Uh -huh. And uh, I'm making notes and going to write a book. Um, I had asked my daughter if she would mind. Yep. Uh, and she said, go for it, mom. Um, 
I have never had a bad experience. I've had very interesting experiences and I'm still on my quest. Now, would you withhold anything from the book or are you just going to give it to everybody straight? Uh, there are some things I'll withhold. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something for another show. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, that's wonderful. Yeah. I, I love that. And so we have Barbara as an author as well, which is, which is wonderful. When I first went into real estate, I also used to write a column on real estate. Okay. So I, I'm yeah, not new to that. writing. See that? And you also want to get into the podcast. Yes. Forum. Uh, now that I'm not managing and I have yeah. more free time, um, I'm exploring the things that I didn't have the opportunity to do before. And life is just grand. And I love the life that I'm living. And I love where I'm working. Oh, that's wonderful. And you're always so, you're always so upbeat because we see each other at least once a week, right? <laughs> you always, always have a choice in life. Yeah. When you wake up in the morning, you could be happy or you could be sad. Right. And it's all choices. If I have a sad day, I put on loud, fast music and it changes my whole mind. And I take a look at my grandchildren's pictures and it also puts me in a great frame of mind. You know, isn't it funny as you, as you get more experienced in life, you, you learn to control your brain just a little bit more. Yes. Right. Where you don't let those, the reaction to things control the pace of your day or how it's going to be impacted. Exactly. It, it's one of the great things to look forward to as you get more. <laughs> it really is because you get more control of your mind when you're younger. You really don't. You let everything you get dragged around by your brain yeah. versus, you know, your brain controlling what's going on. Yes, exactly. So yeah. I, I'm really looking forward to the book. I, I got to read this <laughs> and we're going to go deep on that. <laughs> what? Oh, definitely. We're going to get the next time we got to have her sign one. Yeah, I'll give a you copy. a signed copy. <laughs> You'll get my first signed copy. Oh, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> And as we kind of bring everything to a close, I want to come back to the 55 and older community again, the adult active community. Yeah. Good. Is there anything else that we need to know aside from the fact that you're the expert? Uh, have a team of experts with yeah. you. Okay. It's very important. And I'm not saying it just because you're sitting opposite me, yeah. but it's very important to have a team that you work with. And I told you from the very beginning, you're part of my team. Thank I have you. a title person that's part of my team, an attorney that's part of my team, inspectors that are part of my team. I expect them, uh, especially the inspectors, to be honest and upfront mm -hmm. and not alarming but explain to my clients what needs to be done to maintain the house, not what's the de not only what the defects might be, mm -hmm. but what they need to do to maintain their home throughout. Sure, um, it's important that my mortgage team explain whatever they need to explain to the clients. Okay, uh, so that everybody is informed. I tell my clients, I do all the worrying for you. When I tell you to worry, then be scared. Right. Other than that, we just go to closing. <laughs> uh, that's great, Barbie. And if someone was looking for real estate to buy, to sell, investors, 55 or older community, adult active community, how would they reach you? All they have to do is dial 732-239-8783 or text me. It was so great having you on the show today. Great being on the show. Thank I can't you so wait much. to have you back on the show <laughs> when we're going through the book in detail. <laughs> me well, too. Uh, it'll be great. Well, thanks again, Barbara. And thank you, everyone, for listening out there today. Of course, I'm Greg Wareham from Your Mortgage Process. We have the wonderful Barbara Berg today, and we look forward to catching up with you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye, guys.
Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Your Mortgage Process, hosted by Greg Wareham, produced by Greg Wareham and Nick Pavise at The Social Rift, and executively produced by The Social Rift. Thank you again for tuning in, and we look forward to catching up with you next week.